I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, where we will help you learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my innovative episode <laughs> scheduler, Equity Buddy Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. How are you? Good, good. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. Should we explain the, uh, the, the change in the introduction? Yes, yeah. yep. go for it. <laughs> so, as Bryce has pointed out, uh, this, this episode is on me, so <laughs> if it all tanks, um, send, the, send the feedback to me rather than to Bryce. This came about uh, because the World Cup is going on at the moment, so everyone is a bit soccer mad, and there was a report out that Cristiano Ronaldo, one of, the, one of if not the best player of his generation, is... Yeah. Um, looking to move from uh, Real Madrid, where he is in Spain, to Juventus, which is an Italian club. And apparently the Juventus are willing to pay Real Madrid 200 million um, Aussie oh. dollars, or the equivalent of 200 million Aussie dollars for Ronaldo. That's oh. that's not what they're going to pay Ronaldo. That's just what no. they're going to pay. Transfer fee. The transfer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then in, in the media, they were talking about how Juventus's share price jumped on the news, and that sort of uh, surprised me. I I didn't know that Juventus was publicly traded, and I've gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole with that. And so I thought I'd share some of what I found with you guys. Cool. So this is, I guess, this episode is a, around some different sporting teams that are traded and how they go, and uh, I'll ask you some questions about them. But then I even went further, and there is just some. Some really strange things out there that you can invest in. So <laughs> I bet there are. <laughs> we'll have a bit of a chat about that. I think the Ronaldo thing is super interesting. It's almost like what, and not like Elon Musk, but the fact that uh, a he's not confirmed that he's going there, but you know there's a there's a bit on the table um, because he's very good each year at uh, ragging on his club that he plays for uh, because he's not the highest paid soccer player in the world yet. He's probably deservedly meant to be interesting i didn't is that something that he does every year absolutely so did you hear what he did at the end of the champions league final no what did he do so before before they were even off the field um this is like two minutes after the final a reporter walks up to him and he's like i have really enjoyed playing for real madrid um you know I know my my fans. At, I'm, I want to thank the fans. At least they respect me. Oh, um, really? All, yeah. Before, like all his other teammates are celebrating and stuff, and he's just slamming Real Madrid. Um, and and um, you know, Rohan, one of our mates, was saying that he does it every year just to try and get a pay increase. Says he's going to leave. Says he's going to leave because. And then his manager steps in and gets him a pay increase, because, um, for example, Messi is the highest paid in the world, and he's like on double what Ronaldo is almost in, in almost. Really. Um, yeah, and then there's two guys who are nowhere near as good as Ronaldo, but they play in the China League, which apparently pays fortunes to, okay. to these players. And then Ronaldo's in at number four, I think. Um, I, I could be wrong with that, but it's something something along those lines. 
and so yeah it's it's almost like a ceo playing playing the media playing the market you know saying oh we're gonna do this x y and z to try and drive his price up a bit and then you know he'll probably end up signing with real madrid on a on a mega deal again yeah, but, right, but, okay. but, but who knows yeah yeah it's interesting it's it's funny people always rag on sports sports stars for you know asking for more money and stuff but I'm always of the view that, you know, they're the ones creating the creating the value, you know, like the organizations and the the team owners and all that, you know, mm-hmm. they get paid very well for value that's created by these players. So, yeah. you know, I have no problem with players wanting to get as much value out of it as they can. You know, you're there for 10 years or if you're an NFL player, you're there for like five years and then you're done. Yeah. Well, let's briefly talk about Juventus. So, uh, how do you invest in it? So, yeah, they're they're publicly traded. So, just like any other company, they have a stock ticker, um, and yep. they're traded in Italy. And their stock ticker is JUVE. Yeah. Now they're currently trading at eighty eight cents. Eighty eight um, cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Got a, so they got and a lot how of long shares. They've been public for how long? Yeah. Uh, good question. Doesn't seem like an awful, awful lot of money. I think since two thousand and one. So wow. it looks like it looks like they floated at around three dollars fifty. Uh, Whoa! In, in and 20, they just tanked. In twenty twelve, they fell to like twenty cents, and now they're back at around eighty or well, eighty eight cents now. Whoa! Yeah. So my thinking with this is that, like, what are you investing in? Because obviously, you're investing in what the success of the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's so it's so volatile. Yeah, there's a bunch of ways that they can make money. So you well, let's start with Juventus isn't the only club that's public. Um, there's a bunch. The uh, Manchester United is one of the bigger ones globally, and then in Australia, even the Brisbane Broncos are public. So that's uh, so funny. Yeah, I know. the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's in any super funds in Australia. Oh, you wouldn't think so. <laughs> no. Hold on, I'll, I'll get, I've got some stats around how much they make and stuff but okay. we'll get to that the i guess so the main ways they make money is from prize money and that's especially for you know these big football clubs where there's a lot of prize money on the line champions league stuff like that um the second one is broadcast rights so yeah uh, they obviously get bigger cuts of the tv rights deals and radio rights deals and stuff like that and then the third one is they have you know, ma- you know massive merchandise sales and that that was part of the reason why Juventus everyone was thought there was a lot of value there because you know Ronaldo goes everyone's to the team everyone's going to yeah. buy a Ronaldo jersey um, yeah. and stuff like that and then you know some of the bigger clubs have their own sort of media networks TV networks big online social media presence and stuff that they can then sell advertising through and you know Liverpool TV Manchester United TV on Foxtel so that mm-hmm. would make money from that as well. Interesting. Yeah, so they're, they're businesses at the end of the end of the day. Sport is a business. Absolutely, yeah. So, to give you an idea of the scale, so Juventus has a market cap, so that's the total value of all the shares on issue of yeah. seven hundred ninety-six million euro. Okay. And they they made in revenue um, five hundred sixty-two million euros, so half a billion euros in revenue last year. Manchester United. They their market cap is over three billion dollars, and and their revenue was five hundred eighty one million pounds, so about six hundred million pounds last year. So given that, that's the sort of scale that we're talking about. What mm. do you reckon Brisbane Broncos came in at? <laughs> <laughs> so what was the last one? 
So Manchester United has a market cap of over three three billion, and they they made about six hundred million in revenue last year. Six hundred million in revenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy moly! So I'm just firstly my thought process when you were saying that is would any of these be in the ASX two hundred? Well, no, and, because um, they're not they're not Australian. No, no, no. If based on market cap, um, I'm wondering if they would fall. Um, oh, if, if they were ninety million pounds is good enough to make the ASX two hundred. So you would, you would think so. Yeah, I'm trying to find like anyway. We can look at that later. But Brisbane Broncos. So there's no way they made six hundred million <laughs> revenue. No, no, no. Year, that's for sure. Um, I would say their market cap. It would be. Um, it's not going to be great, but it's probably not going to be shocking. I would say hundred and ten million. Okay, no, less than half of that. So their, their market cap is forty nine million. Uh, and they they made forty six and a half million dollars in revenue last year, which you know what I was actually wow. pretty surprised by. I yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but you know the TV rights deal was I think just over a billion dollars, and that's over you know however many years, and it's got to be spread across a lot of clubs. So I was pretty impressed. So I'm just looking at their share price now, actually. So fifty cents. Yeah. So. It hasn't really back, done much over 12 months. Yeah, it's traded in, in the last 12 months between like 44 cents and 56 cents. It hasn't, hasn't gone very far. But I think that's probably, that's probably the point that yeah. Brisbane, you know, every year they are pretty good. They would sell a lot of jerseys. They would get some TV money and, you know, they're not going to grow, it. but they're not going to shrink either. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. So, would you invest in any of this? Uh, if I was a fan, maybe. If the Swans were publicly traded, I might start investing and then keep investing and, and then hopefully own 5% of the company and get a seat on the board. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's the best investment in terms of making money. No, I agree. They don't really make sense to me. Anyway, let's move on. That was where uh, my sort of journey started. And then I sort of was looking at what else is out there. And yeah. Both the Formula One, the you know the yeah, yeah. Race, the car racing, and the WWE, the wrestling, yes, are both publicly traded. Now the Formula One, it's a bit difficult because it's owned by like a parent company that also owns the Atlanta Braves, which is a uh, American baseball team, and then they also own Sirius XM Radio. So mm-hmm. it was difficult to sort of split Formula One out, but in terms of profitability what who do you think is more profitable formula one or wwe i'm going to say wwe i I thought that as well and it sounded like it was going to be a trick question but formula one kill it oh really 255 million dollars in profit by the looks of wow yeah wow good business pretty good business to be so it's publicly traded i thought that eccleston dude ran it but it's not private anymore are you saying it's publicly yeah yeah i mean on what uh, so it's owned by this company, Liberty Media, but it, it's weird. I was trying to understand the corporate structure this morning. If you just so go, it's on the Nasdaq. Yeah, if you go, the the stock Wona. ticker is F W O N A. Yeah, thirty six there's, there's, there's like different series of shares, but then this Liberty Media company that owns it also has a bunch of other stock tickers for like Sirius XM. I don't know. To be honest, I was really confused. <laughs> But yeah, they're owned by a parent company, but 
you can buy shares of Formula One still. That's that's imp- uh, again just like ups and downs. It's just hard to I. I just don't understand really like how do you derive the value? Like obviously it's it's just really comes from advertising revenue yeah. and, and that sort of stuff. Like crowd numbers. It, it's to me it's a bit too volatile. Like what the inputs into the business are. I guess in the same way that you know Disney, its value is comes from its content, and then it finds a bunch of different ways to monetize its content. You know from mm. movies and TV to theme parks and toys and all that. In that in the same way, these sport. Well, especially like WWE and Formula One as the sport itself, they're, they're content producers and then they just find different ways to derive value from that content. Yeah, true. It's just weird. See, since May, since April to May, till, till now, Formula One's gone from 28 bucks to 36.60. Mm, yeah. It's just like, what's happening? What, why? No, well, the, the crazy one, look at WWE's share price. So... In April this year, so what are we talking, like three months ago, they were $37.50 and they've just shot up to now $76. So Wow, yeah, wow look at yeah, their share price. More, more than doubled in like three months. This time a year ago, it was 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I, I, To be honest, I haven't done all my research. I don't know what changed, but obviously wow. things are looking up for WWE. From 2013 until 2018, 17 it was between 11 and 18 dollars so reasonable growth if you got in then and then from 2017 to now it's gone from 18 dollars to 76 yeah 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 so i don't know i mean it's around the same time they announced wrestlemania at the mcg i've been seeing ads for that ads (laughs) yeah Ads that show that the stadium is packed, by the way, and I'm thinking surely they're not going to fill the, the MCG with 100,000 people to watch WWE. Like, sure. Even if even if you sell out the MCG, there's a lot of space between the edge of the seats and the ring. They'll put people on the floor for will sure. Will they? Yeah, okay. Because yeah. then, then it's... Yeah, all right. Well, I'll be interested to see how they, how they set it up. So this WWE graph is one that I want to show... Matt, when we speak to him, because it's it looks like it's going left to right, and so yeah, <laughs> I want to yeah, see yeah, what yeah. he thinks. It's traded in New York. I wonder if it's on stake. Yeah, if if listeners want to see what we're looking at, they can just if you search WWE share price in Google, it'll come up. But yeah, so that that's sort of where this whole thing started. I was looking nice one, at teams. Right? I was looking at teams that were traded, and then I looked at the like the games themselves that were traded, and then I sort of was wondering, well, what what else is there? And there's actually stadiums that are traded in America. So I guess the equivalent would be if the MCG or the SCG or Etihad Stadium was publicly traded as, as its own company. There are two. Um, Madison Square Garden the in New York yeah, where yeah. the New York Knicks and the um, Rangers play. And they had a seven, they have a $7.7 billion market cap, which surprised me because I was like, wow. you know, that's a stadium and that's more than... More than WWE, that's more than double Manchester United. But it turns out that the stadium itself actually owns the New York Rangers and the New York Knicks, uh, the ice hockey and the basketball team. Yeah. So if you invest in the stadium, you just get two sports teams thrown in, which isn't bad. Yeah. And then the Churchill Downs, which is where the Kentucky Derby is held, similar to like Randwick being publicly traded. 
um, and it, it's apparently worth over $4 billion. So you can buy a sports team, you can buy the sports leagues, or you can buy a stadium itself. So if you love your sport, there's plenty of ways to get involved. You don't just have to invest in you know Nike or Under Armour or Lululemon or any of you them. You can invest in some seats and a bit of concrete <laughs> and get a stadium. What the hell? By the, by the looks of it, they do all right. That's so strange. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. So strange. Again, so you're just relying on tickets through the door and... Yeah. Strange. So then I, then I was like, I wonder what else is, is available. <laughs> How deep did you go? Well, I, I, I was just, you know, I was bored, didn't have much to do. And I, was, I, I thought there would be more really weird stuff. And there was one more that I found. And so I'm going to ask you in the form of a, a, which one of these is true. Yeah, which one of these is a real publicly traded company? So option one, Space Exploration Incorporated. Uh, a company that sends spacecraft into low Earth orbit to collect space junk that still has value and return it to Earth. Option two, Odyssey Marine Exploration, a company that explores for and salvages shipwrecks in the hope to find sunken treasure. Or option three, Jungle Exploration Society, a company that searches the world's deepest jungles for hidden civilizations uh, and, and their treasures. Interesting. So, how, uh, is only one correct? Yeah, one is a real company. The other two, I've made up. <laughs> God, you must be bored. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go with the real one. Is the uh, ship Odyssey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently they they just like their business model is to just try and find shipwrecks. Not a bad business model, but like, what's their success rate? I wonder. They're, they were just in a massive fight with the Spanish government. So I think they found... I, guess, I heard this, they, where they found one that had like billions of dollars worth of... Yeah, well, I think I think it was five, $500 million worth, but um, still like massive for them, I guess. Yeah. And it was off the coast of Florida. So I guess it must have been a Spanish ship or... Yeah, yeah. And the Spanish government think that it's theirs. Yeah, yeah, which is, you know, some colonial overtones to it. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, so salvaging shipwrecks. So they're publicly listed as well. Yeah, so you can invest in them and you can back them in to find hidden treasure and pirate gold. (laughs) 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 And then, I won't drag this out too much longer, but there was one other thing that surprised me. So this isn't companies per se, but you, you can buy futures contracts and yeah. that they're options where you're basically betting on a price going up or down yeah but the u.s government has banned some really weird futures markets so the last question for you today and thanks okay. for playing along and indulging me on this that's episode okay. that's been fun two out of these three futures markets have been banned by the u.s government okay. which one of them is still allowed okay Option one, uh, movie release futures. So, um, you know, betting on the success or failure of box office releases. Option two, weather futures. So that's <laughs> making predictions or betting on the, uh, the weather, the temperature and the amount of snowfall and stuff like that. And then option three, the futures markets for onions, specifically brown onions and, you know, like their, their commodity prices. Which one of these 
is still in existence. Yeah, two two of them have been banned and one of them is still allowed. So all of them are, were real at some point in time. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think betting on the weather is banned. So two of them are banned. So what, what's your other guess? Yeah, yeah. So betting on the weather is banned. Box office or brown onions? Brown onions. Futures of brown onions, agriculture. I mean, doesn't seem as gambling-like as the betting on the futures of box office, but box office, again, pretty big thing in the States. Um, they've banned the box office as well. So you got one right and one wrong. Damn. So the one that is still allowed is the weather futures. What? So, so you can make uh, predictions... Well, you can buy options for weather, but movie releases, so that, that was banned in 2010 by Obama's Dodd-Frank regulation after the JFC. I, I couldn't really understand why. The, the best I could read was that there was a lot of lobbying from the movie industry. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, I, I couldn't really tell. But, and then, yeah, brown onions. Uh, well, onion, the onion futures <laughs> market onions. is banned. Because in 1955, two traders took possession of like 98% of America's onion market and just like ruined the economy. They they stockpiled them all and drove the price up massively and then shorted them and just flooded the market to the point where the bags that the onions came in were worth more more than the onions themselves. Wow. Wow. And so... Uh, then they they put a law in banning just the onion futures market. But, you know, commodity futures is pretty normal, like corn futures, soy, all that stuff. But, yeah, just not allowed to do onions. And that's why the onion prices are more volatile than a lot of other agricultural commodities. Jeez, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That is interesting. Weather, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> apparently it's for companies... Where, you know, if there's snow, there's a certain amount of snow, there's a cost. So, you can you can hedge some of your risk, you know, I guess uh-huh. if, if like roads are blocked because of snow. Similarly, if there's like extreme heat, you can hedge some of your risk by... Yeah, gotcha. By buying the... Betting against option. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not across options enough to tell you which one you'd buy to profit off hot weather Heat. but but yeah. there is a way to do it so if anyone's interested if anyone is a um aspiring weather person and they want to profit off their skills go to chicago go to the options exchange there and uh you could you could be rich nice well there you go ren so it's not all about mining companies tech tech companies and and banks and super funds and that sort of stuff sounds like there's plenty of other things out yeah, there yeah 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 you could actually find almost anything that you're interested in and then in some form or another uh, actually put some money down and, and back them all the way, be it stadiums, the weather, not brown onions if you're into that sort of thing, too <laughs> no. bad you're out of the market, yeah. um, sports teams and what was the other one? Uh, Ships that ship, trawl the wrecks. ocean yeah. for, uh, for hidden treasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, that was cool. So maybe uh, I need to do a, I need to do a uh, reply surprise episode and give you something of interest. If you're ever bored and just on a mindless uh, sort of Wikipedia in a Wikipedia hole, you know, you never know what you'll find. Yeah. 
Matt, the CEO of Stake, actually has just messaged through. I I'm asked him about the WWE and he's just replied, it's a machine! Exclamation, <laughs> exclamation. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Maybe we get on it. I, I never was in WW, into WWE as a kid. Like there were, there were, I'm not into it. Yeah, there were people I played cricket with who were like, you know, they would play cricket, go home and like set up and watch four hours of WWE in the afternoon. Absolutely. But, I have an ongoing argument with a mate at work who is obsessed with it and he's like 45 <laughs> what <laughs> yeah obsessed with it and and i'm just like mate it's fake he's he loves the storylines oh, loves the drama and the thematics yeah, yeah, around yeah. the whole thing he, know, gets he knows it's it. fake though right he knows it's yeah, fake yeah, but he says but he says it's he he's he's like it's fake but it's not fake because like they're actually like fighting and stuff on stage i'm like it's all scripted <laughs> though he's like no, yeah it's scripted but it's real like oh God. and i'm just like mate it's not anyway we're getting off topic yeah we're, yeah we're yeah flying, flying over time so well, when you speak to him at work next week uh let him know that he can invest in them yeah will do all right well um until next time um make sure everyone signs up to thought starters i guess Yes, absolutely. Sign up to Thought Starters. Uh, it's, it's a nice little way to start the week, um, Ren. You put a lot of effort into doing it. And so I really encourage everyone who hasn't signed up already, jump across to our website and um, ch- chuck us your email and we'll send you a nice uh, wrap of some of the news that has caught our attention. Uh, we'll give you some long, long-form articles that you can read throughout the week that will just open your eyes a bit to the world of investing and, and what's out there. Uh, and then we also include some basic 101 content that is uh, specifically tailored towards the beginners um, to sort of help you on on your way. So sign up, equitymates.com, and we'll send that to you every Monday. And that's the only thing we'll send to you. There's no spam, no junk. Yeah, Once a- no ham, no, <laughs> no spam. No ham. <laughs> no ham, no spam. Um, yeah, no, we hate spam. Yes, so, we hate spam. Yeah. Cool, Rand. Well, that was awesome. So maybe, yeah, as I said, I'll try and uh, give you a surprise episode. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Yeah, speak soon. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation.